Hello and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. And today we have an interview with a friend, a colleague, a mentor, someone you've heard about before if you've been following the podcast and the YouTube channel for the past year. His name is Spencer Burnett. And I got Spencer on the podcast today to talk about something I really actually haven't talked about in quite a while. And we're talking about first dates. And basically, this is how this happened. We we talk every week, you know, we're buddies. And he was telling me, yo, Trip, I got this great little system. I got this this little system for for first dates and it's awesome. And right before he told me, I was like, dude, just come on the podcast and don't just tell me, you know, share this with the the followers and the guys like you who are listening right now so we can all learn from this. And of course, Spencer said yes. So I got him here right now and we're going over the what is it called? The the five step I don't want to ruin it. Well, what was it? Oh, it's five steps to the perfect first date. Five steps to the perfect first date. Now, if you don't know who Spencer is, he is a life coach from the Invincible Academy. He specializes in sex, relationships, and spirituality, and he's one of Chicago's top sex and dating coaches. So this guy knows his stuff. I've been out with him. He's really incredible, and and he teaches me stuff all the time, which is which is. I mean, great. I love learning from him and I want you to learn from him right now. So Spencer, dude, thanks for being here and doing this. Uh, no problem, dude. I'm excited. You know, I love sharing things with all of your followers, you know, the everything from the fashion stuff to the, the sex tips to the dating stuff. like To Snapchat. Uh, oh yeah, to Snapchat. That's, that was a really, really good one. And so uh, as, as soon as I, I've been kind of dating a little bit more lately and uh, and I noticed a few of my dates going exactly the same way and uh you know we when we meet every week i was like oh man i gotta tell trip about this so yeah i'm excited to have this conversation i love it i love it well i'm happy that you're here and you are a wealth of knowledge and i'm just excited to talk about some of this stuff and again i haven't really been talking about first dates for a while and it's definitely something that that comes up a lot it's something that i talk about in my program hooked i have a whole module dedicated to first dates that lead to sex. So I'm curious to hear what some of your thoughts and tips are and see if they align with mine and uh, and just give some good information. Because if you know you who's listening right now has been listening to this advice and actually taking it, hopefully you're at the point where you've been getting a ton of first dates. And these days, it's really easier than you think because there's so many crazy avenues to meet women that it should be easy if you know what you're doing. So, uh, Spencer, bro, take it away. Uh, well, yeah. Well, well, first of all, your program hooked, dude. Uh, I, I know I told you this before, and if you guys don't know, before I became friends with Trip, I actually was a fan for years. I've been a fan of uh, Trip and Trip Advice, and he actually is the one that inspired me to uh, continue being a, uh, a dating coach. And uh, Tripp, you were the guy who, who really showed me that you didn't have to be a douchebag in order to, to be good with women. You could be your genuine self. And since then, I've followed all of your stuff. I've watched your entire program hooked more than once. And it is, oh, it, it's one of the best programs. It's the best program that I've seen in a long time. Uh, so any parts that I'm not talking about here, guys, uh, as in like how to pick up a girl, you know, we're talking about first dates here. So like the parts of, you know, picking, picking her up or managing the relationship, like get hooked. I, I, I'm telling you, 
it is worth it is worth fifteen or twenty times what you pay for it. It's it's amazing. Oh, dude, but, thank uh, you. I did not pay him to say that. I promise. I promise. Oh, he's he's saying that from the goodness of his heart. And I, and Spencer, uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Really. Yeah, I'm saying that as a as a fan, a friend, and a dating professional. And from all three of those perspectives, it's beautiful. It's a great Thank program. You. Well, I might as well just so. tell them the URL. Okay, you can go to getherhubs.com <laughs> if, uh, if you're interested in, in seeing if Spencer is correct on how amazing the program truly is. So getherhook.com. But let's get into some uh, content. Awesome, dude. Thank you. I appreciate okay. that. So, no so, all right. So we're talking about first dates. Where are we beginning here? Are we talking about – does this all start – when we're on the first date, are you talking about the way to get to the first date? Like, where does it all begin in your little five-step process? This begins once you've already gotten the number and she knows that you're interested in her. Okay, so uh, so I'll, you know after the the initial pickup and and uh, and you know flirting and stuff like that. And when you get a girl's number, you should let you should let her know that you have the intention of of seeing her again. I was actually out, actually Max, was, or Trip, this is when I was out with you. I was actually out and this is when I was out with you, Trip. Uh, and, I, and I talked to that, I talked to that girl. I gave her a look from across, uh, from across the room and we were smiling at each other and I was just very direct. I'm like, I'm like, I think you're beautiful. I noticed you from before. Like, it's hard to look you in the eyes because you're so hot. Um, let me take you out, let me, let me take you out and get to know you. And so, uh, and then she was like, that sounds great. And she gave me her number. Now what I did there is actually the, the first part of the first part of this perfect first date, which is suggesting a date, asking a d- for a date seems a little bit needy. Uh, it, it seems like, um, it's one step away from begging. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, totally. I like to, I don't like to ask girls, I like to tell them, like, we're going on a date, we're hanging out, we're doing this. I'm just telling them and going from there. If they're not interested, well, they're not interested. But no girl's ever right. going to be offended if you're just saying what's up because it's very confident that way. Right. And, that, and that's what they're looking for. And, I mean, when I, when I speak with women, that is the number one thing that they say. Like, if you're too soft as a man, you're automatically disqualified. And so step one is suggest a date. Hey, uh, I had a great time meeting you the other day. We should get together this week. Now, as you're suggesting the date, again, don't ask her when she's free. So a lot of guys will say, so what works best for you? Because they're trying to be accommodating. They're trying to be, they're trying to be uh, sweet and considerate. Um, just like you talk about in, in, in Hooked, all of, the, all of the flavor profiles, like being considerate is, is an important element to being a, a, a man who's, you know, who attracts women. But it's all about timing, like when you're being considerate. Off the bat here, you want to be confident. You want to be firm. You want to be bold and say, hey, we should go out. I'm free on Wednesday and Friday. What works best for you? You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. You could say what works best for you, but make sure to say, um, or if you want to be even more bold, you could say, I have either Wednesday or Saturday open, and just leave it at that and see how she responds. Yeah, women, I like that. Women don't want to be controlled, but they certainly want to be led. And there's a fine line between the two, but you have to make sure that you are leading her to show her that 
you know, you, you have that, that masculine quality. Wait, hold on. I need, I need to repeat that. That is the quote of the month right now. That is really good. Women don't want to be controlled. They want to be led. That is huge. That's yes. very important here because a lot of this can seem like it's controlling because you're, in a sense, controlling the situation, right? That's what you're doing. You're right. in control. And I say that all the time. I'm always saying those that word, you know, in control, that, that phrase, in control. Like you got to be in control of the situation, which I still believe you do. You need to be in control of the situation. But just because you're in control doesn't mean you're controlling her. Right. But what you're saying is exactly right. It's that you're in control, which allows you to lead the interaction, right? Lead the interaction. Yes. I like what you said there too. With Those are good ways of, of asking her out. Here's another one. I'm just to throw it on top of what you said. All those were great. Um, I like to say um, – What's your schedule like this week? You know, not even necessarily like when are you free, but like what's your schedule like this week? Right. And, and she'll be like, oh, I'm free this day and this day. Like she'll say like when she's free. And then what you right. can do, it's, you know, and this is a good way to show that you're not, you know, just super open and available for every date that she says. But if she says like, oh, I'm, I'm free, you know, I'm pretty busy this week, but I'm free Wednesday and Friday. Well, then you can throw out, you know what, Friday wouldn't work for me because I got an event, but Wednesday would be great. You know, yeah. so it's like you're just coordinating schedules. Like, oh, when are you free? Cool. This is when I'm free. But a good way to say is what, what's your schedule like this week? You know, because that's not saying to her that you're, that you're completely free. You're just getting and, and seeing what's up with her. You know, right. I, do, I do like the right. bar move, though. There's like the high risk but high reward move of being, of being like, um, I'm free Wednesday and Saturday. You know. Right. And there's levels to it. So it's it's a little bit it's a little bit softer to say what's your schedule like. It's a little bit more firm to I'm going to a concert on Friday, you should come. What time should I pick you up? Yeah. Now that's that's bold, but somewhere in between there is is the is the right move. And now guys, you gotta know what works for your personality. And so if if you feel a little bit more comfortable being a little softer about it, cool. If you you want to be a little bit more aggressive, more high risk, high reward, awesome. You know, play with it a little bit, but but don't be don't be too soft. No matter what your personality is, it, it'll it'll kill you right away. So it's much easier, much easier, to apologize for being too bold than it is to get her to stop thinking that you're a pussy because you were too soft. Ask for it, forgiveness, it, not for permission. Absolutely, and that and that is. That's gotta be. That's gotta be your mindset. And once again, that can go too far. Like guys, don't be don't be assholes to women. You know, but but it is easier to say you're sorry than it is to ask for permission to get back into her. You know, into sexual consideration. You know what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. So you so, want to make sure that you're you're. And again, right now we're not talking about sex. You know, I right. want guys to understand this. Like. It's not when it comes to sex. It's that doesn't apply. The ask for forgiveness. Um, <laughs> right, no, that's right. not how that works. We're just talking about more verbally leading the interaction, getting right. her on a date, uh, taking control of the situation. You know, and just being bold and forward. And you know, some there's some girls who who don't really like it when guys are are that bold. But right. it's, you're not going to ruin it. You know what I mean? If you're if you're super bold, yeah. it's not like she's like, oh, forget this guy. It's like, oh no, you're just learning about her. You know, you calibrate after the fact. One thing that I like to do when it comes to asking about the date is I like to I like to balance it out a little bit. So what I'll do is I'll say something like, um, you know, she'll be like, okay, I'm free. Oh, oh I'm free Wednesday. I'm like, great. 
let's go and I'll, I'll I have the whole thing set up like let's go here let's meet here let's meet at this time so I'm directing her what's happening and then I'll add in afterwards sound good question mark and th that's just me again I like to add in that just to be like hey I'm moving forward and this is what's going on but let me get your you know your commitment to it you know by saying right. sound good it just kind of eases it up a little bit so I like to balance that so she knows I'm in control but I'm not being this overriding you know jerk in a sense right where I'm, 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 right. I'm doing it too much again these are all things you can play with there's no right answer you can you can play with all these and see what happens but I think at the end, the end of the day what I'm gathering from you Spencer and what we're trying to say here is just go for it you don't need to ask you just come up with something find the date and move it forward and just be in control yes perfect cool moving okay, on all right so, we're, we're, we're so. only at step one we have four more <laughs> steps let's keep, let's keep moving okay step two is actually choosing what to do for the date okay and, I, and I've, I've got two i've got two good suggestions for this one is uh, a little bit more aggressive and this is having a girl over to your house to make some pizzas and a salad i got this one from my buddy gino and this is like his his go-to uh he lives in a great location uh you know downtown really centralized location and making pizzas together is something that it's it's innocence you know you've got you know put a little bit of flour on her nose kind of kneading the dough there's a lot of prep work with the with the um with the salad and the toppings and you know you can go it, you can go to you know whole foods or your local grocery store and get pre-made dough and it, it's a cheap date. It's really interactive. It's a way to have her uh, in your home it, without it being really kind of like feeling invasive. Now, again, this is a little bit more aggressive, but if you already built a really good rapport with this girl or you've seen her out a couple times or you guys have been talking for a while and you've, and you've done enough to not only build the attraction, but also to, um, to, to you know, calibrate emotionally with her so she feels safe. Uh, this is a great go-to first date. Uh, so that, that's, that's one like little suggestion. But here, here's the main way that I ask girls out on dates. It's about giving her three options. Okay? This goes back to women don't like to be controlled. They like to be led. Women are like wild animals, like a wild stallion. You can't train a wild horse by putting a leash onto it. That thing will drag you around all over the place and you'll never get anywhere. But the key is to make to make that wild stallion feel like it's free when in fact it's contained or corralled so instead of putting a leash on it you build a fence one mile this way one mile that way one mile the other way one mile the other way a big big square and within those parameters the horse is free but you're still in control of the space and so when you're giving a girl options for a date this doesn't feel like she's being controlled or told what to do, she has options, but she doesn't, but she's also being led. So here's an example. There is, uh, so I'm in Chicago right now. There, uh, I like going on dates in the West Loop. Okay. Um, it's kind of like a kind of young professionals, hip, you know, hip neighborhood in Chicago. And so, uh, so I say, Hey, we, we should go out. We should go out this week. I'm free on Wednesday and Thursday. And she says, you know, what's, you know, I said, what sounds good for you? Uh, Thursday sounds great. And then a lot of times she'll ask, well, what are we doing? And I'll say, well, that depends. Do you like 
sake and sushi, nachos and beer, or champagne and oysters. Now, those are three different restaurants that I like to go to with three completely different atmospheres, menus, and, uh, and, um, and like styles of food. So this gives her, so this gives her a, gives her options. She gets to choose out of a, out of a, you know, handful of things, uh, to do, but still you're leading the whole situation. Does this make sense? Makes perfect sense. I love that also because what's good about those options is they're different vibes and they can call to different types of people. So mm -hmm. you're offering three different, almost like three different personality types in a sense. Right. So one of those will work, you know, and, and they're all just great combinations. I like that. So what this can ha what can happen too is a lot of times I had one girl say, oh my gosh, all three of those sound amazing. And I was like, okay, so we're set up for three dates. Which one would you like first? Oh, I love now, it. That's good. <laughs> and you, you know me always future pacing girls in, into like putting the idea in their head that th before we even go out the first time, we're going to go out a third time. You know what I mean? That, this, uh, that type of future pacing is super effective when it comes to, uh, when it, when it comes to, to dating and uh, you know, to talking to girls about dates. So, uh, and actually what I did to, with, with that one girl who said that is, all of those restaurants are within walking distance of each other. So on our date, we went to all three of those. And so what happens when you do that? So we went to a sushi restaurant to start. Then we went in Champagne and Oysters. Then we went and got, uh, you know, split some nachos and some beer. Then we went to a, then we went to like an upscale lounge downtown. And then we went to this um, kind of deep house dance club. And what happens there is she feels like she was on five dates. And so, so, and like, I mean, if you go on a date with a girl once or twice a week, it feels like you've been together for a month. And, uh, so if she's interested in more than one of them, you can keep jumping locations to continue to like build experiences together. Every scene builds more time spent in her head. Does that make sense? Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Yep. Yeah. Keep okay, going, man. So, keep going. So. That's number two, giving her three options for dinner. Now, if you, if you don't live in Chicago with like fancy sushi places or oysters or whatever, it doesn't matter. You could say you want to uh, go, go have some uh, you know, burgers and a beer. You want steak and wine or do you, uh, you want to uh, do, do shared Mediterranean plates, okay? Okay. Uh, it, I mean, that, that it could be anything. Here's what you don't want to do, and then we'll get to the next tip. Don't say, do you want to go to a sushi restaurant? This, you know, you don't give her the names of the restaurants. When you, when you kind of, when you say, you know, sake and sushi, nachos and beer and champagne and oysters, you can almost kind of visualize it more so than if you were to say, well, I know this good sports. We can go to the sports bar. We can go to the sushi restaurant, or we can go to this Italian place. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So okay. So so next, you're on the date. This is this is the the third step. And you have to start physically escalating. I know we talk about this all the time in the in the dating and pickup industry is physical escalations. And so often we're looking to get laid or looking to get the kiss, but you've got to start with these micro escalations. 
And you can do it by being a gentleman while simultaneously becoming more physical with her. So when you open a door, when, when you go to get into the car, opening the door for her, putting the hand on the small of the back. If you guys are, if you guys are driving in the car, maybe holding hands, you know, on the, on the center, on the center council. If, uh, if you're not holding hands in center council, when you're walking to the restaurant, go arm in arm. And then when, uh, when you are, when you're walking back to the car, you know, start holding hands. Holding hands is one of the most underrated physical escalation moves uh, that, that, that I know. So many women find it so sweet, and it is sweet. And it does seem kind of, um, it has, holding hands has more of a feminine energy to it. But when you, when you offer kind of more of a feminine energy to a woman, what that does is that gives you permission to have more assertive masculine energy to balance out that flavor profile as you put it in your course hooked. Um, uh, in my courses, I, I call it pinging to the other side, okay, or, or polarization. So, uh, so holding hands with a girl is, is a precursor to kissing. When you're holding her hand, it's easy to pull her in. When you're, when you're holding her hand, it, it's like you have so many nerves in your hands that's why holding hands like feels so intimate. It's the same thing with kissing. Uh, kissing is super intimate too because of all the nerve endings on the lips, but also uh, uh, the 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 pheromones. Like you're putting your your nostrils together so as close as you can. So not only are you feeling those those nerves, but you're being stimulated, you know, by by taste and and sense. So uh, holding hands, you know, is a precursor to you know precursor to the kiss. Uh, so that's the, that's the third step is like these little minor escalations. So that happens after the date. This hap this happens as soon as you can. So this happens at the beginning of the date. So if, if you have a girl, uh, for instance, I had a girl meet me at my house. Okay. We had a glass of wine and then it was, then it was time for us to leave. We hopped into an Uber as we're walking down the, uh, the, the stairs. Cause I live in a flat. As we're walking down the stairs, I simply just uh, go ahead of her, hold my hand up because she's in heels, and making sure that she's not falling. So I'm touching her. It's not being sexual, but it is physical. And it is like I'm your man type of gesture. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're not – I mean like when you're walking down the stairs, you're not holding my hand. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a, it's a romantic – Lord knows I want thing. to. <laughs> <laughs> he totally would. Um, no, I like this. This is good. Here's what I think about this. You know, it's tough. I go back and forth about physical escalation because uh, I've had moments where I've been physically escalated at all and was still able to move forward and get physical with a girl, like, you know, jumping from nothing to a kiss, you know, and then, and then yeah. going from there. Um, so I like this advice in terms of, you know, use this as something that you – would want to do you know what I mean like don't just go to hold her hand because we're telling you it's a micro escalation step right you know do it because you're you're feeling it like you want to hold her hand you know because I don't think it's necessary but I think it does help that's all I'm saying I think it's a good tip like it does help it will uh make her feel good it will turn her on a little bit it's like uh I almost it's like a bonus move you know if it's something you yeah. feel um feel encouraged or have an impulse to do, you know, then fine. So, so yeah, I like that. Yeah. And it's good too. Uh, it's good too, because it, it's, it's micro, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, shit, I've had, I've had dates where I, uh, or I've met women where I didn't have to ask her on a date, give her any options, hold her hand or even kiss her. And then when we slept together was the first time that we kissed. So you can skip steps. But in, in terms of these five steps that we're talking here, this is, these, these steps are like kind of like the smoothest, smoothest escalation up. You see what I'm saying? So it can be skipped if things, if things are good. But like you said, not just in the handholding, but in the kissing or sleeping with a girl too, don't just do it because, like, because that was the point or because we told you to. You always want to do things from the heart and from the gut of I'm doing this is because this is what I desire. Because women are going to be able to tell the difference between the two. If you're doing it because it's a calculated move or you're doing it because um, – Although you may know it's effective, you genuinely feel like connecting, you know? Right, right, exactly. Okay, so let's just do a quick recap so we know where we're at. We had first step one, how to ask her out. Step two, how to pick the place of where you guys are going. Step three, hold her hand in the moment that feels right or as soon as you can. And now we're on step four. Step four is the kiss, the first kiss and the biggest mistake that guys make when it comes to the first kiss is doing it at the end of the night it's so awkward it's like you know you drop her off and it's like okay well i had a good time yeah i had a good time too and so you, you kind of know it's coming so even if there is a good spark between the two of you it's still a little awkward so what i like to do is do a uh, a mid-date kiss so kiss in the middle of the date and the main way that I do this is during the date, we're sitting at dinner, sitting at the bar, sitting wherever we're at, or walking at the zoo, it doesn't matter. Excuse yourself to leave for some reason. Usually it's to go to the bathroom, you know, uh, maybe go to the bar, get another drink. Uh, maybe it's to go get a couple ice cream cones. Whatever it is, it's a reason to leave her. And so you say, so what you do is you're talking, you lean in and you, and you kiss her and immediately say, I'll be right back. So after you kiss her, you leave immediately. Now what this does is it, uh, a couple things. If, you, if the kiss was successful, her mind's spinning now. She's probably texting her girlfriend, oh my God, he just kissed me. You know, uh, and she's, um, it gives her time to kind of collect her thoughts because it's a big deal for girls. They're not making the first move, which means that they're waiting for you to make the first move. So it's just as big of a deal for them, even though they're not the ones being the aggressors. So for the most part. So another thing may happen is you may go to kiss her and she may turn her face and give you the cheek. Now, typically when I go in for this mid-date kiss, I go for the corner of the lips. So like the side of the lips. So if she turns her face, it might seem that I was heading there anyways. So I kind of go in between the face, the lip kiss and the cheek kiss to see which way she turns. If she just stands still, then I'm going for the lips. Okay. But if she turns the cheek, then she turns the cheek. And then it simply just looks like you were being a gentleman, giving her a nice kiss on the cheek before you leave to go uh, to the bathroom or grab a drink or whatever. And if she completely rejects you, you're buying insurance. Because the worst part of being rejected for a kiss is not the rejection of the kiss. It's the two minutes afterwards where like, you're like, oh, shit, I thought things were going well. And it, it, you know what I mean? So it, it gives you a, a, a moment to hit the reset button. But as you know, as you know this, 
uh, trip. Like if you've if you've kissed a girl once, then it's easy to kiss her throughout the rest of the date. Same thing with the sleeping with a girl. If you slept with her once, it's so it's a whole lot easier to sleep with her again. So that's why you want to get the first kiss out of the way in the middle of the date because it uh, it allows it allows for more intimacy during the rest of the day because it's easy. You know that that second, third, fourth, fifth kiss are simple after that. And it breaks the tension, you know. Yeah. It breaks attention because there's always that tension there of, is there going to be a kiss? When is there going to be a kiss? All that good stuff, right? So, right. so yeah, I, I like that. That's that's good to do that, and that's a really that's a really great technique too. It's perfect. Yeah, you you can also do it like when you're going to get the car. Stay here. I'll go get the car. Go in for the kiss, and then you know, uh, you know, th- then it, it it goes the same way. Love it. Okay, cool. So, yeah. so what next? Okay, so next, all right, so we're on the date, we suggest the date, we went to the place that she likes, but you gave her the options, you're, you're holding hands, you're arm around her, arm in arm when you walk, being a gentleman, you've kissed her, and now, like, things have heated up, and you want to take her home. Now, this is tricky, especially in the culture that we live in these days, because, like, you can't be too aggressive, because, you know, that has its own set of problems, but... You can't wait for her to make the move because women aren't going to do that. I mean, just like no matter what. Again, there's exceptions to everything, but girls aren't going to make the move. So once again, at the end of the so at the end of the date, you make a suggestion. Or not a suggestion, pardon me. You ask a question. You want to get out of here? And just like that, do you want to get out of here? So you're at the bar, you're at the restaurant, wherever you're at. And you ask her, do you want to get out of here? It's an open-ended question. Most likely, she's going to say, where do you want to go? Now, it's really important that she asks you that question and you don't ask her that question. Because if you say to her, "Where where do you want to go? It sounds like you're trying to sell her. When you ask the question, you're a salesman looking for, for, for the purchase. When she asks you the question, you're the consultant. The one who's already been paid, who, who, who has all the answers. So you want to make sure that she asks you that question, well, where do you want to go? And mo- this is where most guys will state exactly what they want. Well, let's go back to my place. No, no, no. Because, again, you don't want her to feel like she's being pressured. She wants to be led but not pressured. So you say these – you give her three options. Because when you give her two options, it feels like an ultimatum. If you say, well – you can either go home or go home with me. That sounds like, well, well, well shit. Like, uh, it seems a little harsh, right? Yeah, a little, so here's a little, what you little say. aggressive. Yeah, it is. But you can, you can, but that's what you want to say, right? Like, let, let's get, let's just get to it. So what you say is, well, we can either go to the next bar. I can take you home, or we can go back to my place. Now. <laughs> what this what this really means is we can decide if we're going to sleep together a little bit later tonight and grab another beer. I can take you home, which by the way, like she can choose to take that however she wants to take it. The way you mean it is that take her back to her house. But I can take you home sounds like that's the option where she goes home with you, right? And then you give her another option or we can go back to my place. 
So it, it's, it's kind of a play on words that works really, really well. I know it's a minor nuance, but, like, uh, but it, it, it matters big time. And so now she has these three options. Are we going to choose to sleep together later? Are we going to sleep together uh, after another date that we have? Or are we going to do this now? And when she, has, when she has those three options, she feels more confident choosing one of them as opposed to making the suggestion, why don't we go back to my house? Or we can go to, we can, I can drop you off or you can come back with me. I want to add something to this. Okay. I'm going to make this better. One small tweak. When you say your place, I wouldn't just say your place because it just insinuates sex. It just, that's, it just oozing sex right there. Okay. You know, yeah. and so if, if you, if you say to her, Basically, you're saying we keep we go to we go to another bar and keep hanging out. I'll drop you off so you can go home, or we have sex. Like that seems like the options, <laughs> right? So, so so is that wrong? No, that's not wrong. But girls don't want to choose sex because they don't right. ever want to feel like a slut. So right. they want sex to just kind of happen, and that's right. and that makes them feel better. We can go into that for hours. That's a whole other topic, but just yeah. trust trust me on this one, okay? And then, so for this, instead, I would say, okay, we have three options. And by the way, when you say it, yours should be second. If you say it last, it seems like you're scared and it's, you're guilty. So it should be like, all right, three options. One, let's go to you want, let's go to another bar. I know a great place right down the street. Two, we go back to my place and and then you say something. Watch a movie, right. show her something. Right. Uh, you got this great bottle of wine that you wanted to try, and you want to try it with her. Have another, have another drink. Um, whatever, whatever you can come up right. with. So it's giving her the option of of coming back to your place for a reason. And then, of yep. course, if sex happens, sex happens. So again, you say, um, "Hey, let's go to another bar. Option two: come back to my place and X, Y, Z, or I can take you home." I think that's great. The so that uh, so that is definitely so the way that I was proposing it is definitely more of an uh, more of an assertive, matter of fact way to do it. The way that you're you're proposing it, it's uh, you're, you're what, what's called grounding the uh, you're grounding the decision, which means you're attaching the decision to go home to something other than sex, and and that's super important for women to make a decision to go back to your place because just like you said, they want sex to happen. Even if they know that it's going to happen, they, they, they want to be surprised. It's kind of like going to, a, going to a movie. Like You know how most movies are going to end, but no one wants, you don't want someone to tell you. You know what I mean? That, that's kind of the attitude that they have about sex. Where I, would, where I would disagree, and I guess like you guys can try this out, is I still think that offering to take her home first and then offering your place that it sounds like it, it sounds like I'm more open to that than oh yeah take, like, that's fine I, place, I'd say yeah. whatever the order is does, sure. doesn't matter except for yeah. I all I'm saying with this one is don't put going back to your place last oh no that's what I'm saying I'm saying I'm like say it last that's, oh you that's oh fine. you think oh you think that you should say back to your place as the last option. 
Yes. Oh, because interesting. I want, okay, I want her to feel, I want her to feel safe. I want her to know that there's an option for her to leave before there's an option for her to come to my house. Because it's super important for women to know that you have the option to leave whenever you want. So, I, so, like, so then what if it's yeah. option one? <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> what, what, what if it's option one? Um, you could, I'll take you home. Option two, back to my place. Option three, another bar. Uh, no, I, I like. I mean, I mean, we're splitting hair, hairs here. You know I know, what I, mean? I know, like, but it's fun. Right, it is. So, I mean, I, I guess for you know, for your guys that your followers and stuff and listeners to your podcast, like, and try it out. Like, there's. Let's put it this way: there's no wrong way. Yeah, we're to do n- it. we're nitpicking here. I mean, right. we're nitpicking. You know, I mean, right. I just as coaches, we're so into this that we like all right. the, the insane details of how this all goes down. But at the end of right. the day, um, like, yeah, it doesn't really matter the order. You could do whatever, and it's fine. You know, it's not gonna make or break. So, right. The key is give her three options. That, that that's the that's the thing that you have to stick to. So it, it, when all said and done, give her give her three options. E- even if the option is, hey, we can go to this bar, we can go to this restaurant, or we can go to my friend's house, or we can go to your house. You know what I mean? Three three options is kind of the is the overarching kind of theme that that gives that shows that you're leading, but still giving them choices. I love it. That's great. There you have it. That is a five-step process to the perfect first date. And do we leave anything out? Uh, no. I mean, they, I mean, not not for the first date. I mean, of course, there's plenty to say that if that does go well, what do you do next? But we might have to save that for a whole other podcast. That's because another, that's another podcast. That's, there's so many there's so many weeks in the year. There's plenty more. Right. This podcast isn't ending anytime soon. So maybe we'll have you have you back on, and we can talk about some of the steps after that. Maybe we can have three different podcasts depending on each option. <laughs> <laughs> every option, every option gets a podcast, and and and, and, and in this in this case, no particular order. Right, right, of course. I love it too. Well, listen, if the guys want to work with you, where can they find you, buddy? Oh, at the invincibleacademy.com. or you guys can, if you want to follow like my like me specifically, you can find me on Snapchat under Spencer Burnett. Uh, that's Burnett with two T's, B-U-R-N-E-T-T. And, uh, and other than that, um, yeah, those are, the, those are the two main places. I love it. Well, as you know, I highly endorse you. So, guys, if you want to work with him, check him out. Check out theinvincibleacademy.com. He's got great information, as you can see. If you've come this far in the podcast, then I'm sure you're already uh, impressed by some of this great information. So go and use it because it's not going to be good for you unless you actually apply it. Don't just sit here and listen to podcasts all day. Let's get your results. Thanks, guys. And Spencer, thank you. Thank you, man.